I'm excited because we're starting a new series on generosity. And Sharon said, rightly, that we have such generous people in this church. I mean, even this morning, I saw you know, Terry coming in with some free mandarins. I'm looking forward to some of those. It was mandarins, wasn't it? It looked like, yeah. <laughs> and we've had that thing going. Ian dropped in some pumpkins the other week, and uh, we've had some apples. And hey, this is great, isn't it? This is what it's all about, family supporting each other. And as the days draw near and the times we're going through, we're going to have to show more of that generosity because there are people struggling. There are people doing it tough. And we are the ones that need to help them through those moments. So the question I want to start with this morning is, are you a generous person? Everyone goes, ooh, (laughs) are you a generous person? Because God calls us to be generous because He is generous. And we are to reflect who He is in our life. You know, people look to you today where they... Would they go, oh, that person, you know, great, you know, it's Corey. Corey's a generous person. Love him, you know. Um, Because the Bible is trying to do an adjustment on us. You know, when I read the Bible, I look at another thing. I sometimes think it's like God's book on chiropractic work because he's kind of trying to align us. And who's been to a chiropractor lately? Jeff is one. (laughs) He probably adjusts himself. But, um, you know, sometimes those moments... You know you've got to go see the chiropractor because you know you're not kind of right when you're walking like this. And, and, uh, but you don't like the uncomfortable. My wife is fearful of going to the chiropractor. She goes, I don't like that cracking. I love the cracking. I go, yeah, do it again, baby. Yes, uh, yeah, it's good. But she goes, terrified, terrified. But I know if I don't get that sorted, there's going to be other issues. And that is what God is doing. He's pushing on points of us to actually align us to who he wants us to be, reflecting him. And so sometimes there's an uncomfortable adjustments in your life that he comes, with you, uh, comes to you with. And one of them is generosity. We can all say, I'm generous to a certain amount. And that's really what it's about, the amount. <laughs> See, there are many things that we uh, can be generous in, but this morning I want to talk about generosity, and two words, money and giving. Now, as soon as you mention those two words together, some people freeze up. Some people suddenly go, my hearing aid's not working. Uh, (laughs) And they start sweating a little bit and feel very uncomfortable. But you know what? There's others right now, when you say money and giving, they go, What's the cause? What's the cause? They're pulling their wallet out. Because they're generous people. They know the difference it can make, not only to those that they give to, but to themselves, the reward of that. Because generous people are grateful people. They understand what has been done for them, and they now want to be generous to other people. I love doing that. And, and like I said, that, that in itself creates a joy in your world. I love you know, just doing that. But when money becomes our main focus, we become sometimes selfish. You know, uh, money isn't either good or bad because, you know, people have taken out of context certain scriptures. Oh, money is is evil. Money's not evil. It's the love of money is evil. It says in 1 Timothy 6.10, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs, it says. Now, money itself is not evil, but it's how it gets hold of us. It's how it 
can control us, our need to have money. I'll tell you, you're never going to be happy. You know, I've seen people, you, you see rich people. Wow, you're rich, man. You've got a million dollars. You go to that man and say, you're rich. You've got a million dollars. He'd go, oh, no, no, no. I've got a million dollars. Yeah, but I'm not rich because I know somebody that's got five million. He's rich. And you go to that man that's got five million and go, man, I heard you're, you're a rich dude. You've got five million dollars. Yeah, I've got five million, but I'm not rich. I know someone's got 10 million. And so it goes on and on and on. We are called to be generous in all that we give because we are to reflect Christ. Robert Morris says this. He says, we are born selfish. Who agrees with that? Think about children when they're growing up. You often hear them fighting, you know. That's mine. It's mine. Mummy, he's got mine. And they're fighting. No, it's mine, Mum. I saw it first. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. It's a very selfish attitude, isn't it? But that's how children are, because we're born into this world with that selfishness. But like Robert Morris says, we are born selfish, but born again generous. Because there's a transformation that takes place in us when we receive Christ. There's something that changes us where we're no longer, we understand the whole understanding that Paul got to was no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. I'm a new creation. I no longer need these things because Christ is my provider. You know, when you say those things, it's no longer I live, Christ lives in me, you don't own anything. You don't own anything. Go, hang on, wait a minute, I don't like this sermon. I don't like where this is going right now. Uh, but you don't. When we are born again, generous, we are partakers of the divine nature and because God is a generous God. We are partakers in that. Generosity is an outward expression of an inward gratefulness that comes from the heart. When you know what has been done for you, it puts you on a whole new plane. You want to do something for others. You want to do that. And I know a lot of you are very good at this. And um, that's why I'm grateful for this church. I'm grateful for the people in this church. How great a job. It's, it's, it's such a blessing when I see others blessing others. I go, wow, this is amazing. I mean, Ashley, uh, my daughter, Pastor Ashley here, she's come home with a big smile on her face. She goes, Dad, look what the leaders did for me. I said, what do they do? And he said, they gave me some money to fix my car. <laughs> she hit a koala the other week. And <laughs> I don't know, as you do, if you know my daughter Ashley, everything seems to go a bit weird for her. She's driving down the Sturt Highway one, one day and um, with her sister and... Uh, you know, you're allowed to do 110 there, and all of a sudden, whack, into the windscreen was a bird, and then the, winds, the bird flew around the side and went right through her side mirror. I've never seen anything like it. it. It left the framework there, but there was no internals. It just went straight through. She comes home, Dad. <laughs> I go, what now, Ash? She goes, a bird took off my, my side mirror. I go, oh, not that one, because I replaced it because a kangaroo took it off a few months earlier. <laughs> And now she's coming home and telling me that I think I hit a koala, you know. <laughs> so so um, it was at night time and she didn't see it. So basically it damaged her bumper and all this. And, and if you have a look at her car, she's got all rope hanging, holding it all together. At the moment. It looks like it's all tacked together with tape or blue tack or something. And, uh, and, and the generosity of her leaders, they saw that and go, we know she can't afford to do that at the moment. She's studying law and a few other things. And, and, but they just, of their heart, out of their heart, they decide to 
give some money. I thought, wow, how good is that? How good is that? So well done, guys. That's awesome. Of course, now I've got to go fix it. <laughs> but anyway, I've just got the money to fix it. So anyway. <laughs> so we understand and we are grateful for what he has done for us. When you understand what Jesus did, you're forever grateful. You know, it's just an amazing thought when you stop to think on those things. You know, sometimes we don't stop. We don't stop enough and reflect on what Christ has done for us. But when you do, you'll be forever grateful. It's like that Toy Story character. Isn't it? I'm forever great, grateful, grateful, whatever it is. <laughs> Internally, was it? Internally grateful. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of that when I think of that. But um, when you understand what he has saved you from and what he saved you to, there's a response that comes from you. You know, data shows the happiest people tend to be the most generous people. Or you can flip that around and say the most generous people tend to be the happiest people. So if you're always feeling unhappy, here's the thing you need to do. Become generous. You need to act, do an act of kindness. I love doing random acts of kindness. You know, you see somebody in need. You don't have to put it on social media, by the way. You know, that, that's just not good. I, I, I think if you want to be generous, do it in secret. Or sometimes you may just want to approach the person, but don't tell the whole world. Because it does away with the whole thing of being generous. You're now doing it for something about yourself, to elevate yourself. And, uh, you know, we're very conscious of that. We don't kind of say that with our leaders. And we say, hey, look, God sees it. We're doing it for the audience of one. We're not doing it for the world to say how good we are. Look what we did today. Anyway, <laughs> moving along. So when you actually do something for someone... I tell you, it makes you feel good. Francis Chan said this. He said he came before God one time. He said, God, I pray for a million dollars. And you go, oh, how selfish is that? Yeah, that's what you think initially. But he goes on to say, people would think that, but I prayed for a million dollars, so I'd have a million dollars to give to people. That I'd give it out. Robert Morris carries $100 bills in America, and he just gives them out, $100 notes, as he sees need. I think that's great. I think that's, that's the sort of heart that God looks after because it brings back, not, it's not only rewarding them, but it rewards you. It is so good. You know, when I was in Thailand um, on a compassion trip, um, a group of us, we actually got to meet some of our compassion children, which was, in itself was a delight, you know, because you always like, I mean, there's that, in the past I've been with other organisations and you always go, does this kid really exist? You know, like, you know, you get suspicious because we've heard some dodgy deals going on with some of it. But compassion is 100% what it says it is. And we actually got to meet these kids. So I had one brought down from the border of Myanmar because he was nowhere near where we are staying. It's a four-hour trip for him. Put him up in a hotel and all this, which blew him away because this kid's living on the side of a mountain, basically, in a kind of wooden shack thing. And, and villages for him is like banana trees around the place and, and that's all he'd ever seen. So suddenly to be driven four hours and put up in a hotel and serve things would have blown him away. And, and the next day when I got to meet him to take him to the zoo, he was just like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> and, uh, and I remember taking him like his family had needs and we know that. We sort of kind of through translate said, look, what do they need? And we're going to go shopping and bless them. And uh, so we went off to the shops and got in the shop and he'd never even been in a shop. Yeah. Like, what's a shop, you know? And he just... 
sees all this stuff, the bright lights, and he goes, oh, my goodness, you know, you can see his eyes. He thought he was in Disneyland, you know. And, and, and uh, I said through the translator, just tell him he can have whatever he wants. And, <laughs> and I was watching the translator. The translator goes to him, you know, in the language, whatever, da-da. And the kid's like, say what? <laughs> it was that kind of look on his face, say, what? Are you for real? And, and, and he goes, he, he, he's kind of questioning. I said, no, tell him he can have anything he wants. And he <laughs> translates again. He knew suddenly it was real. He grabs a basket and goes, I have one of them, one of them. <laughs> he's going through, and his eyes are lighting up. And I'm just laughing. It, just, it was just one of those moments that was so precious. And it just, you know, I, just, I felt so good that I could do that. And for me, that, that was nothing. But for him, that was everything. And then we were able to buy utensils, cooking utensils for his family and all that, and the smile on their face. But you know what? They were also gracious and um, also wanted to show their thankfulness to us as well. Uh, they were very, very, look, they give you everything they have. One lady presented me with this sort of, I don't know what it is, tunic thing they'd call it. Uh, very colourful, not sort of my style. <laughs> But I recognised the hard work that went into it. You know, it had taken a weeks to make this thing. And I went, wow. And normally she'd make those to sell them and just to get some money together. And, um, but she wanted to honour myself and others, and she presented this to me. That was so generous. That was like a, probably a week's worth of uh, income for her, giving that to me. And, but, you know, there's just such a, a sense of like, wow. Thank you. Thank you. It changes your whole heart. Given being generous changes the way you look at things. It, it changes you and it changes the other person. And that's why it says in Acts 20, 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. These are the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said. It is more blessed to give than to receive. But the Bible itself has over 2,000 Verses dealing with money. You know, we don't really think about that. Now, not all are in the context of money. It's referencing something else, using the term money. But we've got to understand that if Jesus is talking about money and the Bible talks about money, God wants us to understand money and how we deal with money. Because a lot of us have no idea. Some of us just get money. We spend money. And we don't save money. We don't bless people with money. We don't do anything with money other than what suits us at the time. So we're going to go to a couple, a few scriptures today. There's, in the Bible, it teaches about three types of giving, and we need to understand that sort of giving, that generosity. And the first one, which Sharon mentioned this morning in our giving message, was tithing. Now, tithing is a very controversial thing for a lot of people. You know, you'll hear people that don't go to church and go, oh, yeah, church, they're always after your money, aren't they? Yeah, like, they just want your money. You know, I go, no, they, it's nothing about money. They go, what do you mean? No, it says, you know, you've got to get your money. I said, no, no, God's actually after your heart. But he just knows that it's attached to your money. <laughs> and, and that's what he's trying to do. God doesn't need your money. But when we understand that God put that in place for a reason, Robert Morris, you ever watched his series called The Blessed Life? He takes you through passages of Scripture showing that God always keeps something back for himself. And a tithe means a tenth. So when you think God says a tenth of all that you have is mine, he's very generous because he's giving you 90% to keep. Where some of us will sometimes look at 10%, that's a lot of money. Well, that's 10 cents in a dollar. That's not a lot of money. 
My mouse was right there, weren't they? Yes. <laughs> but um, uh, the whole deal is God is generous. But we, we see the, the 10%. It's like the people that look at a glass half full. There'll be the crowd that says, wow, I've got half a glass. That's great. Others saying, gee, it's half empty. How you view things will reflect on how you act out of things. And we need to be generous. We need to understand that. Uh, Rob Morris was also saying that in America, I don't know what it is in Australia, I'd like to know. In America, it says only 5 to 7% of people in churches give that tithe, that 10%. Only 5 to 7 God wants the churches to flourish. We understand that nothing happens without finances. Jesus had a treasurer, even though he's a bit of a crook. Jesus and, uh, <laughs> but he needed finances because that's the way the world operates. Now, can you imagine if the churches worldwide had a change of heart and said, no, we need to give to the kingdom of God. We need to give to God in a tithe. Can you imagine how that would change things, the things we'd be able to achieve, the people we'd be able to reach? It would just be incredible. Five to seven percent. That's pretty dismal, isn't it? And if you don't believe God in what is his, what else don't you believe him in? You know, you, you can't sort of pick and choose. It's not like a lucky dip. The Bible's not like you just put your hand and go, I've got this one. Yeah, I'll go with that. But I don't, yeah, I've got the rest of it. And some people like that with the Bible. They, they just pick out certain things that they like. The others, they pretend they don't exist. Oh, it's not in my translation, that one, you know. But we must understand that God is the owner of this earth and everything belongs to him. Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is Jehovah's and the fullness of it, the world and those who dwell in it. So everything's his. Everything. And uh, not only does God say that he owns everything, but he talks about the tithe being his in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. And guess what? Not only does he uh, require those things of you, but he actually gives it to you in the beginning. It says in Deuteronomy um, 8, verse 18, But you shall remember Jehovah your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. So God gives you the ability to earn wealth, and then he says, well, look, 10% 10% of that is mine. I want you always to remember the Lord and all that you do. And you get to keep the 90%. So why do people find that so hard? I mean, we have another system in our world we live in, which is a tax, like 10%. And uh, in those cases, you've got no choice but to pay that. But here God wants you to give of a, of a pure heart. Like, oh God, no problems. When I became a Christian, I didn't understand tithing either because I'd only heard those bad things like church, they're after your money. I think even one of my friends said that. Going to church? Oh, they're just after your money, mate. And I go, no, no, it's bigger than that. You've got to understand. You don't understand that. I didn't totally understand it either, but I knew there was something in it. So from day one, I started tithing. I didn't even know tithing until further on meant a tenth. I thought it was just some fancy Bible word. And, and I'll just do it anyway, I, so I'll just put in whatever I had. And, uh, and I didn't realise I was supposed to give a tenth until later, but as soon as I knew that, I made sure that I did that and above. See, tithing is a demonstration that we really trust and believe God and that we acknowledge that He is the provider of all our material things. 
When you rely on money to be your provider, well, money doesn't go that far, does it? But when you rely on God to be your provider, you've got all things. All things are possible. All things are available in Him. Make your request known to Him, He says. Make your request known to Him. Well, money will only go so far, but God will take you further. I remember doing a sermon years ago. God drives your dollar further. <laughs> in a sense, like in you know, that budget ad, budget drives your car further. I just got this crazy thought. Well, He does, because when I give, I just find... That which I have seems to go further. We've been on holidays. We've tried, done calculations over the year. Go, how on earth did we manage to do that? We didn't have that much money. God does the supernatural because there's a supernatural element to this we've got to understand. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God. Not your finances, but my God. He is our supplier of all things. So the first mention the Bible talks about is the whole thing of giving in the tithes, right? And uh, Malachi talks about opening up the, the windows of heaven and, and pouring out upon you blessings. Some people get like, okay, that sounds good. One day I might try it. But I'll tell you, you'll never know what it's like until you try it. And we often, I know there's churches that even do that. I think Craig Rochelle actually said to his church, do the tithe test. He says, Whatever you put in, in this month, I want you to, to see if God blesses you from giving. We don't actually give to get, by the way. Some people got that mentality, well, I've given to God, what's he done for me? It's not about that. We get so we can give. Completely different context. And when you get from God to give, that brings the blessings. God sees your heart is for others like his heart is for us all. And we need to understand that. Uh, tithing is a test of your obedience to God. Have you ever seen that as an obedience? Like, well, he's testing you. You know, I found in life God, and I remember this sermon years ago, and I never forgot it. God tests you with things, and he trusts you with things. So everything that's before you right now is either a test or a trust. So whatever is in your hands that God has given you, he's testing you with it, or he's trusting you with it. So what are you going to do? Say, $1,000 comes your way tomorrow. Well, okay, stop and think. You know, if it's a surprise given, you go, okay, God's put this $1,000 in my hands. He's either me trusting to do the right thing, but always testing me to see what I'm going to do it. Am I going to keep it in my bank account or me, mine? Or am I actually going to share it with somebody? Go, hey, God's blessed me. I'm going to bless someone else. I'm going to ring up some friends. Let's go have a party. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? As in like, have an outward approach. Because God's out is always an outward approach to us. God doesn't say, it's all mine. <laughs> and say, you get 10%, I get 90%. No, because that's not God. God is a generous God. And of course, the second kind of uh, offering it talks about is a free will offering. It says in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, For each one, as he purposes in his heart, let him give not of grief or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. That's why I often say, are you happy about giving? Or if you're sad or you're grieving. Well, it says, it says here, don't give of grief or necessity. Don't, like, if you're grieving, don't give it. If it's going to, like, if you'd go out of this place crying because you gave money, it's like, don't do it. Don't do it because it's the wrong motivation. It's the wrong part. It's not, it's not the heart. Um, and that's why God loves 
a cheerful giver. Because when you understand what giving does and how it changes circumstances, people's lives and challenges, um, God's got a big smile on your face. That's great you guys did that. You know, he's just looking down there. Well, that's great, you know. God loves it when his children get it, when they understand what the purpose of, of this is given in the tithes and um, offerings. See, where the tithe is not given is actually returning what is God's, where a free will offering is above that. See, some people feel like, well, God, you must love me because I give my tithe today, give my 10%, it's all good. And God say, you haven't given anything. That's actually mine anyway. I said, tithe is mine. That's mine. You're just giving to me what is really mine. But when we go above and we give outside that, that's a free will offering. That's, that's I'm giving from the heart. I've chosen what I want to give here. I really want to bless the things of God. And in fact, this month is, uh, every year in this month, we do a thing called Vision Builders where we actually give people an opportunity to give above in free will offerings towards the house of God, to the vision of this church. And we'll be doing the last two weeks of this month. And that's just totally up to you, what you feel God has put upon your heart. And we've had some amazing blessings. You know, because um, explain to some people how the church works when they're not inside the church, because somehow people got this mindset that church has got everything and we should be giving everything out and whatever. But they don't realize that everything here has been paid for by the people sitting out here. We don't get any government subsidies, monies, or anything like that. There's nothing. But we rely and trust on God. And God, through the generosity of his people, brings the finances in. And that blows people away. And especially when we start giving out. And we find the more we give out, the more comes in. And we've had many times over the years where we've just been totally generous. And suddenly in a board meeting, we're going, gee, we're behind budget here. We've got this to pay out, whatever, and stuff like that. And I remember being in one board meeting where the board said, all right, that's it. I remember one guy saying, that's it. We're going to have to cut back on everything. The youth don't get any money. They don't do it. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, why are we here? We're here to reach the youth. We're here to reach people, lost people, whatever. We're not cutting back on anything. God supplies our every need. We're going to go to God right now. We're going to pray, and we're going to believe that God will bring in that difference. So we did. Now, God didn't bring in that difference. God brought in more because he's a generous God. We had a check come from somewhere. I don't know where it was because it wasn't one of those checks or name. It was a bank check for $19,000. And just when we needed it, we needed something like 15 went behind. We got 19. And we were, praise God, you know, hallelujah. And then like a week or so later, another check come in for $9,000. And we go, wow, you know, so that was to, that helped us to get other things that we needed that was next on the list. And so this is a generosity. People are just generous. And one lady years ago, she comes to me and she said to me, says, oh, Pastor Ian, I know we've got this Vision Builders um, offering. It was called uh, something different back then. Um, and uh, she says, God has spoken, me, spoken to me uh, last night. He spoke to me and he said, I want you to give $5,000. And I said, whoa. I said, that sounds like a lot of money. And she says, well, I said, do you, do you really feel that's what God's saying? And she says, absolutely. And I said, well, do you have five? You're a pensioner, you know. Do you have $5,000? And she says, yeah, I've got it in a special account. 
And she said the special account was money aside for when I die, my funeral. And I put $5,000 there for my funeral. But God's told me to give it to you. And I, whoa, you know, because she says there's no good there. I, one day I'm going to pass away. That means nothing. But this is more important right now. What God is doing in this house, what God is doing, touching and changing lives is important. I'm given to that right now. And I was like, whoa. I said, okay, okay. Because I never want people to give out of grief or necessity. I want people to give because God has spoken to them, because they have a heart to it. It's part of who they are. And that's why if you have a problem giving, you need a breakthrough in that for a start. But I'm never going to demand anything of you. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says to give. No matter what the debates are even about tithing, people have different debates about tithing. It doesn't matter. You take all that out. You, there's one conclusion you can come to. God wants you to be a giver, a generous giver, not a stingy giver. You know, some of us think we're generous because we've given something that we have on us but we got a lot more. You know, and um, I remember being in my early years as a new Christian, not really understanding this whole thing, and in a meeting. And, uh, you know, they said, we're going to take up a special offering. And, yeah, I go, oh, yeah, I got a few coins in the pocket, you know. <laughs> but then God goes, no, the other pocket. But that's my, that's my everything. That's my weekly, you know. And I, I was like, no, no, that's the devil. Because <laughs> we like to justify things to, you know, like, nah, that wouldn't be God. He wouldn't ask me. That's, the, that's my weekly money, you know. That's like the change. The change is fine. I'll be generous with my change, God. No, the other pocket. <sighs> being obedient brings a blessing. I'll tell you, I've never done without. In being uh, even a pastor of 22 years, God has always come through because I apply his principles and his principles work. God doesn't tell you something and it fails. He's not setting you up for failure. He's setting you up for success. And he wants you to grab hold of understanding of money and giving. Let's not hold on to it. You know, you're not going to take it with you. I mean, there's some weird stories I've heard of people trying to take things with them. When I die, I want this buried with me. There was one guy who wanted to be buried with his favourite chair and they had to bury him in upright. You know, it's like weird. <laughs> people want to bury their dogs. and whatever. Look, you're gone. That's just the housing you're living in. I mean, you know, we, I think people don't get things right. Anyway. <laughs> but we've had many blessings over this house because of generosity. And like I said, in some ways this message, I'm saying it because I feel God wants to give us understanding of it, but most of you already have it. And if you haven't, that's okay. There's plenty of time. Just start stretching you. It's uncomfortable. You've never given out of just random. It's like, oh, it's a bit uncomfortable. I could do that with that. I could do that. No, no, just give. You feel prompted by God. Just give. You know, I've, I've done that. I've paid for people at the counters. I've done, you know, things like that because of a sudden I just feel prompted. Go pay for that guy. Okay, there you go. And they go, oh, thank you. You know, and you feel blessed because you've helped someone. We've had people ring up this place, this church. We had a couple while back, didn't we? And like, We've got no food. We're stranded here in Adelaide and blah, blah, blah. We said, where are you? We drove out to meet them at uh, Mawson Lakes and said, have you eaten? They had a little kid. They said, no, we haven't eaten. We've got no food. We've got a few things that are going to happen, but not immediate. We just need immediate help. I said, right, let's go. What's around here? Subway. You, want, you like Subway? You want Thai? You know, what do you want? You know, and we just took them into the place and ordered it, and they were just so thankful and grateful. And, uh, and I said, look, this is the heart of God. 
I'm not doing it to elevate myself. I'm, just, I'm trying to show you how good my God is. This is all God. I always remember Barry Smith, um, travel evangelist, said he used to carry a can of petrol in his boot. He never used that for himself. It was for when he saw a car break down, run out of petrol. It's usually my daughter, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but he'd just pull over. And, and uh, hey, what's wrong, mate? Oh, run out of petrol, embarrassed. You know, he says, all right, I've got, I've got a can here. Let me just fill up. He goes, oh, how much is that? Oh, yeah. He says, oh, nothing, nothing. What do you mean? But you, no, no, God wants to bless you. God? Who's God? What God? You know, he goes, no, the living God loves you, and I just want to show you that. He, he's told me to pull over and, and fill your car up. So it blows people away. It's one of the greatest witnessing tools you can have is showing generosity because the world out there thinks the church is after your money, but when you blow them away and show them no, I'm giving things. There's a lady in the cafe down here. Look, we're talking about giving her a chest freezer from the church. You know, I, I said to her, look, we've got one because she's looking for one. And I said, well, we've got this one. She goes, oh, that might do. I'll have to check the dimensions. And I said, well, you can have it. She goes, what? I said, no, you can have it. No, don't you want some money? I no, no, no. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. I, I need to pay. I said, no, you don't. I said, we would just want to give it to you. Just want to bless you. And she's like, oh, what? There's a church that wants to bless us. You know, it's, it starts changing their understanding of church life. Go, gee, perhaps these guys aren't so bad. I've got it wrong. But it's never going to change unless we do something. It's never going to change. They're never going to see it unless we demonstrate it. We need to demonstrate that. And lastly, you've got sacrificial giving. Hebrews 13, 16 says, But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Sacrificial giving. You know, like every time compassion comes here, <laughs> we seem to pick up another child. And uh, this is great. But you know, that will create a sacrifice for us because we will now direct finances somewhere else. But you know what? It's not a minus, it's a plus. I've got another child. I've got another child. I've got, how many have we got now? We've got four. And, and, uh, and then I've got another girl in the Philippines that uh, we helped her financially with. She calls me dad now. <laughs> she lost her dad 12 years ago and uh, just chatting with her the other day. She goes, is it okay if I call you dad? And I went, Sure, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but she doesn't just call me dad in a text message. Hi, Dad Ian. Dad Ian, she calls me. <laughs> dad Ian, have a blessed day. Thank you, Dad Ian. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just great. And I go, so, oh, I pick up all these kids everywhere. Unbelievable. But, uh, but that's the blessings of God. You just, just never know what will open up to you. You never know what barrier you'll break because of your generosity. Because people expect people are just not going to help them. Nobody cares for them. But when we extend a hand, sacrificial giving is one of the greatest things we can do. And um, we always have those opportunities. And like I said, last week was a great opportunity. You, know, I'm not, you may have other things going on. That's great too. Because I know every time I go down the, the malls and the shops and that, there'll be somebody you know, trying to stop you and sign you up for this and that. And I, uh, yeah, you always kind of avoid it and go, <laughs> why? Do? We all do that, don't we? And... Uh, <laughs> But I have been stopped a few times. I said, look, I've already have some sponsored children. And uh, so, look, it's great what you're doing, but uh, no, I'm okay. And they said, that's fine. That's fine. But we can be generous wherever we can. There's moments in every part of your day to be generous. And it'd be good actually this month to actually start going, how can I be generous to somebody? Do you know of a circumstance in somebody's life at this church right now? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something for them. I'm not going to tell them. You don't have to sort of make it known because God sees it. 
Remember, we're for the audience of one. Let God see it, not everyone else. Let's be generous where we can. James 2.15, it says, If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and if one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them those things which are needful to the body, what good is it? But if anyone has the world's goods, and sorry, and in 1 John 3.17, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? You know, we can get so Christianized, that's the word, is that a word? I just made it up if it is. Uh, Christianized, my wife always accused me of making words up. They make sense to me anyway. Um, we can get so Christianized that we think that, and don't get me wrong, prayer is important. Prayer changes things or whatever. But you know, we will sometimes see somebody in need and we go, bless you, brother. I'm just going to pray that God will provide for you. You know, sometimes God has made you the answer for the prayer. You already have the answer in your hand. You could help that brother, but you try to look more spiritual and say, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you. God's saying, hey, I didn't ask you to pray for everything you, when you have the means. You have the means to help that person. You have the means right now. You don't need to go pray, pray for it. What good is that? Saying, oh, God bless you. God pray for you and leave them in the same mess that they were in when you came. You could sort that out straight away. Say, hey, look, I see your need. Leave it to me. I'm just going to make a phone call or I'm going to do something. I'm going to get that to you. I'm going to, I'm going to give that to you. That, that's the love of God. The love of God, so many people go, leave it to God. But God's saying, I'm leaving it to you. You are my hands. You are my feet. Amen. You know, and finally, we got to learn from the greatest gift that was ever given to us. And of course, Jesus demonstrated that love for us, the greatest gift ever when He gave Himself on the cross. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever shall believe in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So God has already demonstrated us the greatness of His generosity and His gift towards us. And everything He puts in writing so we don't forget. That's why we have the Word of God, the Bible, so we can go to it and remember what God has done for us. But it's not just about remembering, it's doing. It's not just, it's, you know, faith without works. You, you've got to have faith with works. As I just said, you could have faith to believe God's going to do that. Well, works says I can do it. Faith and works come together. Let's just pray this morning. Just, let's just close our eyes. Heavenly Father, I thank You today that You are so generous. God, so unbelievable. We can't express our thanks in a big enough way. We're just forever internally grateful for what You've done for us through the cross, what Jesus has done for us. And God, I just pray today that we pick up on that, that generosity, that giving, thinking of others before ourselves, because that's exactly what You did that day when you hung on the cross. You were not thinking about yourself. You were thinking about others. You were thinking about others because you have a love for your people. And this morning, as you've been sitting here hearing all about generosity, I want to tell you there's a God that loves you. 
And He demonstrated it in that, that He died on the cross for you. And if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour this morning, I want to give you that opportunity. And it's simply by asking Jesus into your life. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Ask Him to come and be part of your life. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I want to give you an opportunity right now. Perhaps you did as a child. Perhaps you're not even sure where you stand with God right now. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you get it right. We need to come back to God for some of us. If that's you in this place this morning, why nobody's looking around, I don't want to pray for you. I just want to pray that God will meet you again, that you'll meet with Him. Perhaps maybe that you'll receive Him for the first time, whatever that may be. Just so I know I'm praying for someone in that area, just raise your hand wherever you are when nobody's looking around. I'll see that hand and I'll pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. See that hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to stand to our feet and we're going <clears> to <throat> say a little short prayer for those that raise their hands. And... Uh, We know God's going to make a difference. Let's all join in here and uh, let's repeat after me this sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you today to forgive me. I believe you died on the cross to pay for my sin and you rose again from the dead. I receive you now as my Lord and Saviour and invite you to come into my life. I thank you now. Amen. Awesome. Well, if you need any prayer for anything at all, and perhaps you're one of those that maybe um, has some special needs, maybe be embarrassed about, don't be embarrassed. Let it be known to us. We want to help because this is a generous church and we will help wherever we can. I know in this time we've already actually put some food packs together for people that have lost work and and struggling. We've given several packs out now and we'll continue to do that. And don't feel ashamed about that because we are family. We care for one another. We love one another. You come with me and say, look, I've been embarrassed, but you know, I've got no food in the cupboard this week. Hey, I'm not going to go. Oh, it's bad luck. Let me just pray for you. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to supply you with what you need because God loves you and we love you too. Let me just pray as we close the service. Father, I thank You that You meet our every need. We thank You that You demonstrate what being generous is really all about. And Father, I pray that each one of us will capture that in our hearts today. For we are an ambassador of Christ. We are a representative of Him. Wherever we go, let people see our love shine. Let people see the generosity. Let them see, well, that's a believer in Christ. I want, I want that too. Father, I pray that you'll do a, a, an adjustment on us all today. God, we, we look to you. We're reliant on you, God. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. We thank you for all good gifts. And we thank you that you were there for us. Always, we give you the glory in Jesus' mighty name.